Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Bible study Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you can join us on 99.5 FM or KKLA.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. I want to thank you again for joining the online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us grow with us and be blessed with us. If you're not in the area, I want to encourage you uh, outside of Orange County, Los Angeles County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County, all of those include us. But if you're outside of that, then I want to encourage you to find a church of truth or power that is near you. It's important that you be part of God's assembly. That is the word of God not the word of men, not the words of those that think they are in charge. The word of God is what's in charge. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So our reference and our obedience, our allegiance is the word of God. The Bible says that uh, Sacrifice, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. You'll never make a great sacrifice without obedience. With that being said, we're in the book of Genesis. We're touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particulars, universe, earth, man, and spirit. We are touching the creation and a principal person who is the cause of all things and the designing mind behind everything. So with that said, Father, in the name of Jesus, ask that you would go before us this evening. Bless us, Lord God, in your word, lighten our hearts. Help us, Lord God, to apply your word. Lord Jesus, to live by your word, to be found holy as you are holy. You said without holiness, no man will see you. Lord Jesus, bless us to be faithful. Lord Jesus, you said faith come by hearing and hearing by your word. You said, how can they hear except uh, the word be preached to them and it can't be preached to them without your preacher. Lord God, and so we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would have your way, that you would stir up the hearts of those that have been called to minister your word near and far. Lord God, stir up the mind of the evangelists, the, uh, the deacons, 
the ministers, the teachers, pastors, Lord God, for the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of uh, the body until we come, until the statue, until we measure up to what you have called us to be. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord, remember those that are sick, those that cannot be in service or uh, Lord God, for whatever the reason is, you know, and you understand, Lord God, meet them where they are for the saving of their soul. Lord God, we'll be careful to give you the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to direct your attention to Genesis, the 14th chapter. We've been plowing our way through the book of Genesis, and here we are in the 14th chapter. And beginning at the ninth verse, excuse me, no, start at the first verse, first verse. All right. So the first verse, Genesis 14, beginning at the first, and it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar. And now there's something that's about to transpire. We've talked about, um, we've talked about Abram and Sarah and Lot and them leaving home. They, they've been to Egypt and they've gone back into the, the plains of, of where they once um, started before. And so, um, and so now we find them uh, in a situation. So in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, the uh, Arioch, king of Elazar and Shadomar, king of Elam, and Tito, king of nations, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with um, Barsha, king of Gomar. And so now we have a war that is outside and there's others that are involved I'm not going through all the names here but there is a war there's a war and as you read through the 14 uh, this 14 chapter through the ninth verse don't 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 go past don't go ahead of us don't go ahead of us but stay right there there is a war between four kings Four kings are attacking five other kings. And in the process of their attack, people's lives, of course, are lost. They tried to run the, uh, the, some of the men from Sodom and Gomorrah. They fell in the tar pits and got stuck there. Others ran into the hills. But in the process of, of what we see, when we look at the 12th verse, that they took Lot. This is where we want to, where we want to get to. Now, prior to this, this 12th verse, you, you have the kings and all everyone that's involved in the warfare. But they take Lot, who had, remember, Lot had argued and uh, with Abraham and Abraham said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not, we're not going to go that route. And so he tells him that, you know, if you look to the right, 
and take the land to the right, I'll take it to the left. And if you take the land on the left, I'll go to the right. So that way we're not feuding, we're not fighting, bickering, and our people, um, our servants and everyone can get along. And so Lot made a choice and he overlooked and, and saw the land uh, near Sodom that it looked great. Because it looks good, don't mean that it is good for you. Because it sounds good, it, it might be very persuasive, but you don't know, you know, as the saying is, the grass looks greener on the other side. And, and we know Lot looked and he thought it was very, that everything looked very well, that the grass looked great. And, and so he went there, he left. There was a separation uh, in that moment. Uh, the Bible said that Lot lifted up his eyes and behold the plain of Jordan and it was well watered everywhere before the Lord. And so um, what he saw, he said he even asked the garden of the Lord, and like the land of Egypt, I mean, it looked great. And so he, as he moved there, him and his family was there and they was chilling, you know, and mate was setting up residence or had set up residence when this war took out or took place between the four kings that was mentioned there in the first few verses of the 14th chapter. They had joined together and they came against the five kings that had, um, they came against Sodom and they came against Gomorrah and they, they took control. Now, there was 12 years that uh, the people were under the hand of Shalomar. In the 13th year, they began to rebel. In the 14th year, the king said enough and came against them with reinforcements. Now, we can look at this and see that uh, he didn't just, this wasn't the first time that he had came against them because they were under his rule. So he had already struck them once. The enemy will take the advantage if allowed. The Bible tells us to beware of nothing. Beware of nothing. Those, those little things that you might view as not really being anything at all. Uh, beware of nothing. It's like watching a pig those that have worked on farms, those that have been around. When I growing up, we had uh, some farmland uh, right in the city of Compton. Compton used to be a lot of farmland. Uh, just like Pasadena used to be a bunch of orange groves. And, and so all of this was, was a type of farmland, uh, even over into the area in which we live now um, was a lot of farms. And now they, they've uh, generations have gone by, families have handed the farms down to their children. The children are like, I'm not farming. Uh, I'm not raising chickens and or anything like that. And so they've sold the land to uh, uh, developers. And now you have a bunch of homes occupying the land. And the stench that existed five years ago from the farms, from the chicken farms and other farms, dairy farms and stuff, uh, has subsided, has gone away. You don't smell it. You know, you don't have the flies. You stop at the gas station. It's not a bunch of flies like it used to be 
um, because the land has been uh, redeveloped. And so things have changed. And, and so uh, those that have been on farms know that if you watch the animals and you put up a fence, you watch a pig walk around and, and bump against the, pen, the fence. Try to find what's the weakest spot. And so that he, they could work on that one spot and eventually get out. Well, the enemy does the same thing. Find a little spot, keep working on that spot, working on you until they're able to uh, penetrate, cause something to happen. So the Bible tells us to beware of, uh, of nothing. Beware of those small things that you think is nothing. Uh, the enemy will strike. And when the enemy strikes, so you want to be aware of that. Now, enemy, as you know, is someone that is actively uh, opposing you or is hostile. Maybe they're hostile to you or hostile to another person. In our day and time, you, we see a lot of hostility. And because of technology, this hostility is captured immediately um, through by phones, you know, uh, captured immediately. Uh, on a tablet and because of that justice is, is uh, we can say a form of justice is served because it was captured had it not been captured then it would make it very uh, difficult you know which gives to the saying um, a picture is worth a thousand words you know what you see that's why jesus said that you know, if you if you don't believe what I'm saying, at least believe what you see with your own eyes. Believe the works, believe the miracles, believe what you're seeing. So if you if you don't want to hear what I'm saying, you, you can't deny that the person that was blind has been healed. Uh, the person that was lame is now walking. Uh, the person that was uh, was bleeding, um, you know, and the bleeding has stopped. The person had spirits, the spirits are now gone and they're in their right mind. Had nothing to do with mental health, uh, chemical imbalance or anything. No, they were demon possessed. And so there's a difference in demon possession and what some may call mental health. I and mean, you have some that are in denial. And so they'll call it mental health because they are not spiritually discerned. They have no, no type of spiritual discernment in their life. Uh, because they don't have the spirit of God. Nope, they're following the principle, they're practicing something, but uh, you know they're, they're very religious, I'm not gonna deny that. But without the spirit of God, you don't have discernment, no one does. And so uh, God gives us what we need and there are different gifts as, and we won't go into that this evening, but we're talking about knowing who your enemy is, who your enemy is. Your enemy is not the, the person that is um, right in front of you. There was a gentleman that I was that I grew up with, and when we were going, we I knew his family and everyone, and he always wanted to pick on me. He, he was somewhat of a bully. And you never know what's motivating a person. You know, over time you learn. But um, as he came close to his demise, I found out how much he uh, he realized and and how much he really had a respect. And so people may respect you and act funny. 
that's the spirit using them. It is not the individual. And so we have to be very careful about how a person reacts or how we react in situations, especially hostile situations. The intent is to harm or weaken, even destroy what is being established. The first act of hostility was against God. And you, you'll know that in um, Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, and also Genesis, the third chapter. Now, Bible students, uh, who, what, and how intriguing was the serpent in the garden? Now, that's my question. Uh, the serpent. The serpent was very intriguing in the garden. And, and so that's something that we don't stop we don't really or have not stopped and examined. Maybe someone else has, I don't know. Uh, but have you stopped and examined it? Have you examined the who, the what, and how and intriguing uh, this serpent was in the garden? That was not strange for an animal to talk, just like it's not strange for an animal to talk today. Uh, we have birds that talk. Uh, some dogs will form a word. So it's not strange for an animal to speak. They certainly didn't think it was strange. They held a conversation with him. The painting of man's imagination shows two people with a red apple. Now, the Bible never said that there was a red apple. No, that's something that's been passed down from somebody that imagined a red apple. The Bible never said red was evil either. And so you have paintings of a red apple and a snake. They also present an Anglo-Saxon interpretation of Jesus, who ancestral lineage traces to colored skin um, compared to what they portray on the picture. And his hair was curly, not straight, just like he had a straight beard and all of that. And so that's something that, you know, people don't like because they were raised that way because it was handed down again from generation to generation. And that's all they had to look at as a symbol of Christ was uh, this Anglo-Saxon uh, vision that someone um, painted up for the purpose of, I believe is for the purpose of manipulation based upon history. Now it is just the imagination of those men and not the Bible. The Bible takes you where you may not want to go but we need to go and we need to know the truth. It takes us where we don't want to go because it exposes us. It exposes sin. The Bible don't cover up people's sins. It lets you know that, that, that there are righteous leaders and there are unrighteous leaders. Even, even some of them even know the Lord. When we look at Baal, Baal was paid a uh, handsome, I'm going to call it a handsome reward to prophesy against Israel. And every time he opened his mouth, he would bless them. And he was going, uh, one time he was going to, um, he was on this journey and angel of the Lord was standing there to, to kill him. And the ass that he was riding would not move. And he kept hitting it. And finally the Lord loosed the, the mouth of the ass and he, he started talking. Uh, to let him know, man, your life is in danger. 
So the Bible does not cover sin. It doesn't cover the sin of anyone that say that they may have been called by God. But if you've been called by God and you living in sin, you are transgressing and your life is in danger. It's in danger of hellfire and brimstone if you should die in your sins. And that's for everybody. It's not limited. So the Bible takes us where we may not want to go. Thank God for his word. He said, know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, my prayer is that is that we live a holy life. And you you got to make up your mind to live a holy life. And that means that when you encounter uh, an enemy or someone that is portraying or being used by an enemy, uh, then you know how to deal with them rather than uh, treating them incorrectly. There's a way to treat everybody. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't go to war uh, with a person. And we'll, we'll talk about that later at another time. Solomon owned his. I like saying that he owned it. And, and you should own yours too. And now we're entering, uh, I'm kind of entering into something um, because this is uh, February 1st. And so this takes us into uh, another phase as they were talking about on, I mentioned on, on TV um, earlier today that I saw. Solomon owned his and you should own yours too. Solomon 1, 5, 6 says, I'm black, but calmly, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kadar, as the curtains of Solomon, look not upon me because I am black. Because the sun hath looked upon me, my mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyard. My own vineyard have I not kept. Solomon owned his. He owned who he was. But when we look at the view of what man has portrayed, they don't take ownership, the truth of who Adam and Eve was in the garden. Portray a proper picture. They just paint what they could, which again, uh, takes us back to uh, a form of manipulation. Now, the garden uh, the Bible tells us in the 28th chapter, we're talking about the enemy, we're talking about the enemy. There are hostile enemies, there are subtle enemies and, you know, smooth, they smooth. Ezekiel 28, I'm just reading a, a, a verse here, is verse uh, 13 through 15. It says, thou has been in, in Eden, the garden of God. Now, this is the Lord speaking uh, regarding uh, Lucifer. That he's been in the in the garden, he's been in Eden, the garden of God. And uh, there's a description that's here, Bible students. At least there are a few things that I noted. There was his appearance. Every precious stone was thy covering. The stardust, the topaz, the and the diamond and the barrel, the onyx and the jasper, the sapphire, emerald and the carbuckle and the gold. And so your enemy may look fabulous. Don't be deceived by looks. Don't be deceived by appearances. 
the voice, the workmanship of thy tab tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in the in the day in which thou was created. So uh, there there is a uh, a sound, a particular sound um, that is, I guess I'll say, instrumental in all of this. You know, you, you've had some smooth words spoken to you. Maybe it was you that was doing the talking and to get what you want. The essence, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. So God, so the enemy it was anointed, anointed. Power, thou was upon the mountain of God and has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Prestige, thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Hostility, till iniquity was found in thee. So your enemy, well, let's, let's talk about the, the serpent in the garden, the enemy. Uh, she may have been, she, the Bible says she was deceived. Adam was not deceived. Scripture is playing on that. But there is something that we, we have to look at, and that is there is appearance, there's a voice, there's an essence, there's power, there's prestige, and then there's hostility that is being carried out by an enemy. So appearance, your enemy can appear to be something magnificent. It's easy to get become um i'm looking for the right word here but it's easy to be pulled into something you know because it because they look good that they look harmless when they are full of iniquity waiting to do you harm he struck first an attempt to uh, was to tempt god Anything that is to tempt you or to tempt God is an act against you or an act against the Lord, directly or indirectly. The Bible goes on to say in Isaiah, about the 14th chapter, 12th verse, it said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of congregation uh, in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make, I will be like the most high. So his plan was to be like the most high. He also weakened the nations, ascended into heavens, exalted himself above the stars of God, which talking about the sons uh, of God set up on a plan was to sit up on the mount of the congregation and you got to shake the devil off when he try to sit on you sometime when there's a feeling overwhelming you or something that you've done it before where you said man why am i feeling this way and you you begin to go into a praise or a prayer or get in the word and you shake that off of you and sometimes you got to shake the enemy off he said I, i'll ascend above the heights of the clouds and i'll be like the most high uh, so the enemy, the enemy comes in various ways. Now, in looking at the 14th chapter of Genesis 
and here's an assignment that that you ought to it won't take long for you to do and i'm not asking you to do this tonight but if you look at uh amraphel uh, the king of shinar and you look at uh arioch you know you start looking at these names you you see that uh, names have me amraphel one that speaks secrets uh arioch long great and tall you know and so you have these different king and these different meanings of their names and you know names describe a lot about a person even your name may say things about you you can take a person's name even today and let's say for instance their name is associated with some uh being a bad boy or being a, uh, a bad girl and you give another person that name and all of a sudden that particular characteristic begin to follow them things are associated with our names and so you got to be careful with what you name a child uh, certainly you ought to know something about yourself and you, you need to know something about your enemy it's important to know something about your enemy so when so bible students as you look as you read this 14th chapter look at don't just read the name and let me tell you you're going to have to do like others do professors and and others that may not have studied aramaic may not have studied uh, uh hebrew or, or anything else but you know they have to go through and you have to listen to the pronunciation of the names and look at the meaning of individual names. The purpose is to understand what you're fighting against. The purpose is to know those that you are dealing with so that you can understand where a weakness may lie at. They certainly have, the, the, the devil knows humanity. He knows, demons know humanity and know uh, weaknesses of individuals. You need to understand that. That's not something that you can ignore. People walk around making all these claims over, over the devil not having power, the devil being stupid, the devil being ignorant, and all that kind of stuff. And that is not true. The Bible doesn't state that about him. And so you have to be careful in following cliches, following what people say. Uh, you know, Cornerstone uh, of Grace, we're a Bible, strong Bible-believing church. I teach doctrine and I teach the word of God. That's what we stand by. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, but his word is what is going to stand. And so you, you have to know what you're dealing with. Now, these people dwell in caves. Not only did they dwell in caves, they, they dwelt in mountains. And so when you deal with your enemy, you need to know where they might be hiding at. Or they may be hiding in a cave that, that's under the ground. They may be hiding in a cave that is in the hillside. They may know something that about the, certainly know something about the landscape that you don't know. And so it's important to know and understand something about them. Giants were still existing at this time. Mm -hmm. Rephraim um, and Zezim were believed to be giants. They were giants. 
so you know and we see what you might think of as being a giant today you look at some basketball players uh, they're they're not 511 it's rare that you'll see someone that short on the court but you may have seen someone that is compared to you and certainly compared to a child that's still growing up they know oh, this this person is a giant you know but they're those that are fully grown and they are they give uh the word giant a uh, true meaning the bible speaks about how and what they practice uh ashroth practiced burnt offerings to a goddess of war and also of sexual desires so you have to know your enemy you're going to go and deal with your enemy you need to know them you need to know them because if you don't they have the advantage because your enemy knows you whether it's on the job your enemy know you some they people watch you they know your characteristics they know what to say and sometimes they say something to make to give you a pat on the back uh, but what's that song? Uh, smiling in your face all the time, want to take your place, backstabbers. There are those that that they smiling, but at the same time, uh, there is a hidden agenda. Because one moment they may be smiling at you, and and when they leave you, they are doing harm uh, next door in the office down the hall or something of that nature. So you want to be careful. You want to be careful. The Bible said wise men will hear and increase his learning. Well, the 12th verse, as we've been talking about, knowing your enemy and that your enemy may strike at any moment and certainly has struck first. The process, they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom. They didn't just take him, they took his wife, and all that was with him and they took his goods and they departed. So Lot's nephew was, he was unprepared for what was happening. I'm telling you to be prepared. One of the ways of being prepared is to, uh, is to just walk in a word. The Bible tells us to watch and pray. So we don't pray with our eyes closed and, and, and walking around as if we don't know anything. No, mm -mm, no, we pray. We, you, your eyes are open when you're on the freeway driving to work and you're praying. So you, you, can, you can pray with your eyes open, okay? Not left you, uh, uh, nephew Lot was unprepared for what was happening. His man was, his men, his cattlemen and them were argumentative with uh, Abram's men, but he didn't read, um, he didn't know much about what to do in this situation. He was overwhelmed. He was overtaken. It doesn't, the Bible doesn't say that, that Lot's men uh, even knew how to fight. It just said that they were argued with uh, Abram's men about the situation. And it is uh, not a question of when the enemy uh, is coming. The enemy is uh, is on the prowl. The Bible said he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So the enemy is on the prowl. It's on the prowl. And so it's not a question of when the enemy uh, or when he will have a meeting to discuss an attack. The question is, are you preparing? 
And the answer to that, it should be yes. How am I preparing? I'm fortifying myself. How are you fortifying yourself? By believing the word of God. How am I fortifying myself? By staying very, very close to God. Stay close to him, up close and personal. I'm staying in the word. When I want to be in the word and when I don't want to be in the word, I'm staying in the word and feeding my soul. I am preparing because I, I'm being prayerful. I, I'm I'm walking around with a prayer in my heart. I'm not waiting for at six o'clock. I'm not waiting for three o'clock. I'm not waiting for 12 noon and nine o'clock to pray. I'm, there's always a prayer. In other words, there is a constant communication. The Bible said man should always pray. So there's a constant flow. There's an open connection. There's a bridge that you have with the Lord. That's preparing. That's staying prepared. Fortification is needed in our bodies. It, let's, you got to take care of your body. Because the Bible says, he that sees from sin, the enemy will attack you physically. Can't get you to sin, so he'll attack you physically. And that's scripture. So you want to uh, fortify your body. Be careful what, you, what you're eating. You know, my son... My son came over on uh, Friday and took me to the, uh, we, we went to the gym, you know, I like, I'm a gym rat. And so we went there and so is he. And then he started, uh, matter of fact, he texted me tonight and said, what have you eaten this week? You know, take care of that body. You, you have to take care of your body. Drink, drink water, plenty of water, eat your green veggies. Whatever goes in should come out. You know, if it, if it doesn't come out the same day, then then that means that you don't have enough water or you didn't or both. Maybe you didn't eat enough green and there's nothing wrong with with visiting the bathroom um, besides uh, standing there, gentlemen or <laughs> ladies <laughs> sitting there. But, you know, uh, there should be a a. Uh, fecal matter should flow out of you at least two or three times a day, not just once every couple of days. That's not normal. If you look at animals, animals eat when they get up off the ground, they stretch their muscles. They eat. And you have to clean up behind them multiple times in a day. It should be the same with us. Not different. Okay. Uh, you want to have fortification even on the job. Know your job, your natural vocation. Understand what your job is. Study, you know, don't just go to work and do the same thing over and over again. But, uh, but learn what you need to do and learn how to do it better. And don't tell your business to everybody. Well, you know, I'm taking a night class or I'm taking a day class or I'm studying to become, you know, no, 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 don't, don't share your, don't share your tactics with everybody. No. Now, preparation has no age limit either. So for those of you that say, well, I'm too old, stop. Don't, don't lie to yourself like that. Don't. A, a preparation, knowledge, skill sets, spiritually or naturally, has no age limit. It has no age limit. And, and so the enemy, the enemy will attack. And when the enemy attacks, what will you do? What will you do? 
Maybe it might be with some depression. Maybe it might be with a feeling of, I don't feel good today. I'm feeling some kind of way, you know, and he will attack. He's going to look for any way that he can to attack. He will uh, get us to attack also. The Bible says, for those of you that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in, in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, that's what baptism is for and you have not received the holy ghost you want to be careful the bible said that when a house has been swept clean and garnished the spirit that once occupied that house will go out and then return with other spirits and occupy and the condition of that person will be worse than than before so the enemy will team up with others to take control but you're going to be wise and you're going to prepare and you're going to be ready for if or not if but when that should occur bless your name jesus bless your lord god thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus mighty god with that being said um, father in the name of jesus we thank you lord god for your word this evening this short exhortation about preparedness and just the awareness of how the enemy will attack. We know it's no strange thing. Your word tells us that if you live godly, you shall suffer persecution. So we know the enemy will attack. Oh God, but help us to be mindful. Help us to be steadfast and immovable, abiding in your work. Lord, bless your people, Lord God, that have tuned in, that have been listening. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, to, uh, to be faithful unto you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest real henceforth now and forevermore god bless you have a blessed evening if you're starting your day may it be be blessed if you're in the middle of your day be blessed and bless someone else amen